Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Irish superstar Tommy Tiernan blasts into Canada with his all-new show Out of the Whirlwind, presented by Just for Laughs. Irish funerals used to be the best of crack. One of the wildest days of your life if you weren't the dead person inside in the box. Profound, dark, yet silly and uplifting. Don't miss Tommy Tiernan at the St. Lawrence Centre April 16th and 17th. Tickets on sale now at the Centre Box Office and Ticketmaster. For details, check Metro News or go to hahaha.com slash Tommy. Introducing a lager with substance from Guinness. New Guinness Black Lager. Cold brewed and fire roasted for a taste that truly stands out. Guinness Black Lager. It's a lager less ordinary. Please enjoy responsibly.
wine and brandy They drank up the health to the noble green mare But she emptied their pockets on the plains of Kildare Yes, good morning, folks. Welcome to Keologus Crack here in another cold, I guess the last Saturday of February here. We're getting through it. We're almost out of the woods here, folks, and a, a very uh, a very warm welcome to all of our listeners here. The studio has a bit of a different look to it today. Uh, no Silver Fox today. He's away off coaching Jay for the day. So um, anyway, we should have some fun today. Yeah. But I am joined in studio by one of the co-founders of the Toronto Irish Film Festival, Michael Barry. Michael, welcome back again. Thank you, sir. Always has a delight. Year, has a year gone by since you were last here? It sure has. <laughs> well, listen, I look forward to chatting to you over the next hour about some, uh, I mean, I saw some of the trailers that you had sent me over so we could kind of prep for the show. And there's some absolutely uh, fantastic stuff there that you've got on display over the next uh, over the next little while. So we'll Perfect. get all the details for the listeners. Looking forward to chatting to you a little bit about that. But as we usually do, a bit of uh, sports banter here. I wanted to kind of get into you with you, Jay. Big game tomorrow. Ireland versus England. What's the call, pal? What are you thinking? What's I think uh, I don't think we've ever gone into a game like this as, as cocky or as uh, optimistic, but it's not going to be easy, that's for sure. I think and, the uh, con- the confidence is there, that's for sure. Confidence yeah, is there, right. yeah. And a uh, bit of good news, at 11.30 today, uh, Philip Danaher, who's a former Irish international rugby player, I remember watching him in the late 80s um, and the early 90s, uh, he's going to be joining us to talk about his own experiences playing against England, and um, I'm really looking forward to that. He's a, he's a, a great name for us to have on the show. But a um, couple of other things going on anyway. I know we'll talk a lot about the rugby with Philip, but... Um, the um, uh, Congress is going, GA Congress is going in, and one of the things that was approved already is the one-on-one penalty in hurling has been approved. It'll only be the goalie. There won't be two other players there, and the ball has to be struck from outside the 20-metre line. So that was up for discussion, and it has been passed. I think it's going to be great. The hurling. I've seen, that th- I've seen that this morning. Yeah. You'd want to be mad, wouldn't you? you want to be mad. <laughs> and uh, the other thing they were trying to introduce was the whole concept of having a... Uh, a hooter kind of uh, indicate the end of a game that was rejected. What's that? What's the hooter? Uh, that'd be just a clock goes off and uh, you know, it takes all of the subjectivity out of you know when the final minute is played huh. and extra time is played and all that stuff. So it takes it out of the referee's hands and it's it's automated. Oh, it's an automated it's like a hockey sound. game. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the hockey game. It's not anyway. a board of some sort. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Get your, get your head out of the gutter there, pal. Come on. <laughs> no, so the hooter was rejected. Ooh. Singular. Anyway, um, and then Tyrone take on Derry uh, in a bit of uh, uh, Gaelic games. Um, that's at 2 o'clock today. In fact, that's being shown at the Galway Arms at 2 o'clock today. I'll talk about that when we're, when we're uh, doing the Galway ad as well. And Kerry are playing Dublin tomorrow, so a big tilt uh, for your lads against yeah. Kerry tomorrow. That's, uh, that's also at the Galway Arms at 9 o'clock. And then just after that, Donegal, um, Donegal are going to be playing against Cork. So, and then Mayo also play Monaghan tomorrow at McHale Park. And in Division 2, uh, Cavan take on Down, uh, Kildare take on Westmead, and Galway, who are unbeaten, take on my poor leash lads who have lost two games already. 
And the other thing too, Ireland uh, remain unbeaten in the uh, Cricket World Cup. Have you been following any I, of that stuff? I saw that, yeah, I saw that, that yeah. they've been unbeaten. So they're two for two now. They beat the United Arab Emirates this week. I think they got a little bit lucky in that one and now they take on South Africa. And in sports new or in golf news, McElroy missed a cut. He's fuming apparently. Very disappointed too, yeah. himself. But I was just listening to the news on the way over. And Porrig Hang- Harrington is actually leading, or at least he was about a half an hour ago. He's leading the tournament. So it looks like uh, looks like Harrington's making a bit of a comeback here anyway. Good for him. Right. So I'm looking forward to talking to Philip Danaher at 11.30. So uh, tune in for that one, folks. But um, Mr. Barry, uh, welcome into the studio here. Delighted to be here. And that five years has to have flown by for you, has it? No. <laughs> no, it uh, probably feels exactly as five years should feel, but we're delighted to have made yeah. a little bit of a landmark milestone year for us. Yeah, um, This year um, is probably, if we're going to be completely objective, probably our strongest lineup. Yeah, we're, we're very, very proud. Good. We didn't get everything we wanted. We have, you know, filmmakers have competing objectives and different film festivals weigh in. So um, it all kicks off next Friday night yeah. with the Toronto premiere of a movie called Stand By, which stars Brian Gleeson of the infamous Gleeson acting family in yeah. Ireland, uh, yeah. Brandon and Donald being his father and elder brother. Uh, he, Brian is flying in from Dublin on Thursday night to, to hang out with us. Great, great. So we'll have some star par there on Friday night, hopefully. And he pars up with uh, Jessica Paré, who's a Canadian actress out of Montreal, who, who has sort of a, a recent career revitalization on Mad Men. Yeah. Everyone's very familiar with Mad Men. Um, so it's a rom-com, shows Dublin in a beautiful light, is funny, is light, and is essentially a bit of a, she has to stay, and, stay over one night in Dublin, and they are exes from some summer camp in the States, and he gives her the night of his life out in Dublin. So it's uh, it's uh, going to be quite interesting. We've never done a rom-com before for a prem, so fantastic! it'll be great. And after that, we invite everyone in the community over to Anshabeen Pub at Queen and Broadview for our opening night party. Scott Brockington there has been very kind to, to take us in and... We're going to have a bit of a bash with the O'Deadleys as the live music. <laughs> so we're hoping we'll blow the roof off the place. So what's the biggest challenge putting all this stuff together? I mean, do you find that, that these have started to come to you, Michael, or do you still have to really roll up your sleeves and kind of pursue these uh, productions, if you will? It's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think I think with five years under our belt, yes, I think the word is out there a little bit in the Irish film community back home. Uh, the challenges are different. As you get closer to the festival, right now it's really about projects like this, yeah. press and radio yeah. and press releases and right, right. dealing with um, all sorts of publications and websites across Toronto. Um, and ultimately right now we're, we're kind of sweating bullets on ticket sales, which is going well, but yeah. we know it's always a little bit of a moment of panic. Yeah. So uh, appearances like this are, are really uh, we'll appreciated. We'll give that Joel today for you. Hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, very good. All right. Well, listen, let's uh, let's uh, kick into some music here. Um, here's um, the man himself, uh, Christy Moore and uh, the city of Chicago. In the city of Chicago, as the evening shadows fall, there are people dreaming of the hills of Donegal. Eighteen forty-seven was the year it all began. Deadly pains of hunger drove a million from the land. They journeyed not for glory; their motive wasn't greed. A voyage of survival across the stormy sea To the city of Chicago 
as the evening shadows fall, there are people dreaming of the hills of Donegal. Some of them knew fortune and some of them knew fame, more of them knew hardship, died upon the plain. They spread throughout the nation, they rode the railroad cars, brought their songs and music to ease their lonely hearts. To the city of Chicago, as the evening shadows fall, there are people dreaming of the hills of Donegal. The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For Monoman, Brendan Dolan and his team welcome you to the Irish Shabine Pub, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Irish Shabeen has been inspired by tradition and a desire to bring you the best possible Irish pub experience. Enjoy our warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. Our menu has a wide variety of delicious pub fare, and we also offer a schedule of weekly live entertainment. The Irish Shabeen can seat over 150 patrons, and we also offer a cozy 25-seat centennial boardroom with a fireplace and a 60-inch flat screen for meeting and presentations. This unique space is ideal for your special event, team, or association meetings. Drop in anytime and say hello to Brendan and his friendly team, or give us a call at 416-695-9178. Once again, the Irish Shabeen is located at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. All right, and it's off to Ottawa now to get the news. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, folk, uh, lads down there, and good morning, folks. Desmond Avoy here with the news from Ireland for this week, which is coming to you this morning from the Soup for Thought event at the Mississippi Valley Textile Museum in Almont. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus, and here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. The Garda Shikana has undergone the largest organizational shakeup in its history. At least 93 superintendent and chief superintendents will be either reassigned or promoted. Garda Commissioner Noreen O'Sullivan made the announcement yesterday. New units are being established and other existing units are being merged. For example, starting March 9th, there will be a new specialist squad the Child Protection, Domestic Violence and Human Exploitation Unit. The Garda National Drug Unit will merge with the Organized Crime Unit, and there will also be a new emphasis on community policing and victims. 
The changes come about not only as O'Sullivan, the the force's first female leader, begins her term of office, but also in the wake of a report by the Garda Inspectorate, which found a chronic lack of resources and a culture in which victims were not were either neither taken seriously, or were kept in not kept informed about their cases. The report also said that crimes were being underreported and being un- reclassified to less serious offences, according to the Irish Times. Well, a quick update on a story we brought you four years ago: a married couple has won civil damages of twenty thousand British pounds sterling in a wrongful arrest civil suit brought against the police service of Northern Ireland, who raided what they believed was a sham marriage. Chinese national Yanan Sun Makowi and her husband Neil were detained minutes before their wedding ceremony was due to start on July 19, 2011 at the Guildhall, Derry. The PSNI said it was acting on information sent by the UK border agency. The couple, who have since moved from County Tyrone to Derry, are still married with two daughters, Isabel and Sybil. The arresting officer said this week, quote, I regret this matter deeply as to what happened. In other crime news this morning, a single mother was dragged away from her home by two Gardaí right in front of her young son and jailed because she had not paid her TV license. The County Donegal woman had only paid €212 of the €450 she owed. She was taken by taxi all the way to Mountjoy Prison in Dublin, more than 200 kilometres away from her home. The mother was held for three hours before being given a single bus ticket back to Donegal, according to the Irish Daily Mirror. Well, this week in Irish history, we begin with today and the birth on February 28, 1961 of boxing champion Barry McGuigan in Clones County, Monaghan. The Clones Cyclone, as he was known, went on to win the World Featherweight title in 1985. The same day in 1998, Dublin-born comedian and the creator of Father Ted, Dermot Morgan, dies aged 47 of a heart attack. On February 26, 1983, newly-born goalkeeper Pat Jennings becomes the first player to make 1,000 senior appearances in English football when he lines out for Arsenal at West Bromwich, Bromwich Albion. On February 27, 1852, Dublin-born songwriter Thomas Moore dies at the age of 72. He wrote such songs as Believe Me If All Those Endearing Young Charms and The Minstrel Boy. On February 25, 1991, the convictions of the Birmingham Six are determined to be, quote, unsafe and unsatisfactory. The six men were jailed for the 1974 IRA attacks on two pubs in Birmingham, which killed 21 people. On February 24, 1841, inventor John Paul Holland is born in Liscanner, County Clare. He is credited with being the inventor of the first practical submarine. On February 27, 1943, a fire at St. Joseph's Orphanage and Industrial School run by the Poor Clare Nuns results in the death of 35 children and one adult. A government inquiry placed much of the blame on an inadequate fire service. On the same day in 1948, John Gregg, the County Monaghan-born inventor of shorthand, dies in New York at the age of 18. And finally from us this week, if you're looking to have an affair behind your spouse's back, make sure you don't do it at the West Grove Hotel in Clane, County Kildare. A jilted husband used a Google Plus hotel review to give the hotel five stars after staff helped him in his investigation into his cheating wife's antics by giving him copies of bookings and invoices from her stay, including bar receipts and video rentals with her lover, who is also her boss. Quote, all in all, a very good place, but cheaters should know that they record the record of their stay in documents in detail as archived for over a year, the heartbroken hubby wrote. He added that his, quote, wife and her boss enjoyed their room together so much that she stayed in bed with him until almost checkout. She even had the audacity to charge her stay to her husband's credit card, though this charge was later covered by her company. 
husband said that the bath facilities were lovely and called double bed luxurious for, well, reasons I'm sure you can imagine without me having to go into detail. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus, Ireland's airline, which is now operating year-round service from Toronto to Ireland with connections from more than eight Canadian cities. Now you can enjoy Aer Lingus's legendary Irish service all at a welcoming price. Spring into Ireland with fares from Toronto to Dublin from $649. Fares onwards to Britain and Europe from $899. Travel from April through June, booked by March 3rd at www.airlingus.com. Fares are round trip, air transportation charges, taxes and fees are included. Restrictions apply. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with a gang at Yo Like a Scrack. So until next week, folks, Slango Foil. Good man, Desmond. Great finish to the news there. Clane, County Kildare. Watch out. All right. Okay, very good. Uh, just before we uh, move on with a bit of music here, got a, a, a little request to play. Um, uh, we have a listener here. Her name is Ella Faith Sedoti is listening in anyway. She's in the car with her daddy, and her daddy is going to bring her for the biggest, largest ice cream that she's ever had. He's going to drive her over there right now because now he has no choice because I've said he is. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to do a big shout out to uh, uh, to Ella Faith. Okay, good stuff. We're going to move on here, uh, I think, with another bit of music. And um, this is um, this one goes actually out to my mum. It's her birthday on Monday, but it's also her anniversary. So it's kind of a, a bittersweet date for her, or day for her. Um, she got married on her birthday, which is very unusual. And um, this is a song that um, my dad used to sing for her uh, quite often, not just for her, but for lots of people in a pub as well. But uh, this was his one of his party pieces. Uh, he had two of them. And um, this one is from Joseph Locke, and it's Bonnie Mary of Argyle. <laughs> But not for that 
and its goodness was the while that hath made thee mine forever. For 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. All right, very good. Okay, good stuff. So we talked a little bit about the kickoff um, on Friday night with the Toronto Irish Film Festival uh, with Standby. But um, my gosh, Saturday looks like quite a day here, Michael. Yeah, so great good to vibrations. Fo- great to follow up the ad for no the Belfast kidding. Lounge with a few movies <laughs> set in Belfast. Good mm-hmm. Vibrations is the story of Terry Hooley, who launched the careers of the Undertones, which led to the development of Northern Irish punk scene with uh, Stiff Little Fingers. It's an incredibly strong movie, very funny, very energetic. Uh, if you love your music um, and you love radicals like Terry Hooley was, he really created something pretty special in the city at a time when the city was pretty much torn apart. We follow that up with 71, which um, has a 98% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, if you know what Rotten Tomatoes is. It's the story of a British soldier who gets stuck in a Republican area of Belfast without his weapon and has to depend on essentially the kindness of strangers to survive the night. Stars Jack O'Connell, who just recently starred in Angelina Jolie's Unbroken, which was Oscar nominated. And we follow that up with Gold on uh, Saturday night with... uh, uh, the, the Toronto premiere, which stars uh, Belfast actor James Nesbitt, which is the story of a young girl. Um, her name is Maisie Williams, who's a star of Game of Thrones. She lives with a stepfather and her mom, and her, her original biological father comes back on the scene and causes all sorts of comedic chaos as he uh, tries to get win back her love and affection. Uh, we wrap that up on Saturday night with our fifth anniversary party at Dora Kios, thanks to John Maxwell and Dora over there on the Downforth. Uh, we're going to have some great music with some great food, some great drinks. We're going to have a really try to beat our per- party from last year, which is at this point kind of uh, uh, legendary. <laughs> and on sa- Sunday night, we kind of wrap up with a beautiful documentary by an Irish filmmaker called Marcus Robinson. Marcus has spent the last five years camped out on the 48th floor of the World Trade Center, documenting the stories of the, the mainly Irish construction workers, iron workers, joiners, carpenters, in the process of sort of rebuilding the, those iconic buildings in, in New York. And we invite everyone from the community to come out to as many screenings as they possibly can, thanks to our colleagues at... Um, our friends and peers at Aer Lingus. Uh, we're giving away two return flights to Ireland uh, with respect to this year's festival. You've got to come to as many screenings as possible for your chance to win. Um, but we're, we're kind of running that contest in conjunction. So all of our information for the festival is on torontoirishfilmfestival.com. Wonderful. Um, opening night tickets is 20 bucks. Every other screening is 15 bucks. Again, we're at TIFF Bell Lightbox. You can call 416-599-TIFF for your tickets or go to our website, which is a purchase link right on there. Perfect. So um, 
What about this? Um, you have a couple of tickets we might give away for the first movie for Standby, will we? Absolutely. Whoever um, calls in uh, 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 from your... Or, or from an your, email. Or, uh, we'll get that. Sure. However yeah. you want to do it. But we have two tickets for um, some lucky winner to attend the uh, Toronto premiere of uh, Standby. And we'll hopefully get you some photographs and get you to meet some Brian Gleason and some folks from the community who are, who are coming out to support us. All right, and suppose for the contest, there is a Montreal actress that is the uh, co-star of that uh, particular movie. Um, if you can send me a note or mark at SaturdayIrishRadio.com, that's mark at SaturdayIrishRadio.com, who co-stars with Brian Gleeson in that movie, Standby. Right, and you got two free tickets to, um, to that movie. Good stuff. All right, well, listen, we're going to uh, go into a bit of music here to lead us into a call, hopefully, with Philip Danaher. And um, he is going to be calling us from Limerick. And um, here's Joe Dolan and Limerick, you're a lady. Take it with me, love, wherever I 
All right, very good. Limerick, you're a lady. A great segue into our next uh, guest here uh, tomorrow. As I mentioned, the top is a big day for Irish rugby. Potential championship decider between Ireland and England, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line here by uh, Philip Danaher. Uh, Philip, Philip was capped 28 times for Ireland from 1988 to 1995, played several times for Ireland against England, and uh, is also a former Limerick Intercounty player and has actually played in the Munster final against Kerry in 1990. Uh, good morning, Philip. Thanks for doing this. How are you? No problem, Mark. Morning a, to you. And it's afternoon there, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it's wet and windy in dear old Ireland like it is normally in February. <laughs> Good man. Well, listen, thanks a lot for doing this. As I mentioned, um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, I suppose, as Irish rugby fans, this game on Sunday is certainly the one we enjoy winning the most and we find losing very hard to take. But question for you, when you were uh, about to tog out or take the field against England, did, did this particular tilt give you an extra jolt to win or was it just like, you know, from a professionalism standpoint, any other Six Nations international game that you might play? Uh, no, I think always the game against England because of our history and our association uh, down through the, the hundreds of years and everything that went with it. Yeah, The English game is always a special one for the Irish guys um, because it's always, you know, taking on Big Brother. Uh, there would have been a period, you know, over the years, a lot of our old club players would have played over in England. So you'd actually know a lot of them and they'd be good friendships with the English team. But when it comes to that particular 80 minutes in Lansdowne Road, especially, that's the sweetest one to win by a long shot. Wonderful. Well, that that was a, a predictable answer, I think, now. But I tell you, I'm, I'm very comforted to hear it. <laughs> Hopefully the boys tomorrow are feeling the same about it. Um, but, uh, you know, this particular team, uh, Philip, has had some incredible run uh, results in the past year and they've climbed the world rankings. But, you know, would you say this is possibly one of the best Irish rugby teams that we've ever seen? Well, I think, you know, the team has evolved over the last number of years. I think the advent of professionalism here, um, you know, Warren Gatlin's period as coach, led on Teddy O'Sullivan, Declan Kidney, and then Joe Smith has arrived on the scene. And during all those periods, you know, when we entered professionalism tentatively under Warren, we're now fully um, endorsed and supportive of the professional code. And I think that's that's evolved some very special players that we're fortunate to have at the moment. Paul O'Connell, uh, Johnny Sexton, there's young Henshaw that's coming through. So a lot of these kids have benefited from what's going on. And they're coming from the different corners of the country, which, you know, I think unites the support. But I think... I don't think they're quite yet there. I think their full potential is yet to be matched or to be peaked. Yes. But I think with a year coming into the back of the World Cup, they're timing it nicely. You know, we've had nine wins back-to-back, which I believe in itself is a record for the Irish team. I think the last one was back in the 70s. Um, So there's a far more greater belief, I think, in the game here and in the the quality of teams we produce at professional level at uh, interprovincial level. So... We're getting to the point where we would hopefully have a very good team competing in the World Cup that can possibly make it to the semi-final. Wonderful. So what type of game do you, do you think we'll see on Sunday, um, uh, Philip? What will be the key for Ireland to beat England? Where, where, will it, where will it be won and lost, do you think? I think, you know, they've always empowered themselves physically upon us because they're, they're packer, far bigger, more collision-orientated guys. I think we'll possibly have a better line-out. They possibly have a better scum. And it'll be up to us to try and engineer some quick rock ball that we can manipulate them and create space. Because if there was any downturn in the last couple of games, we've, we've had a lack of ability to create tries. 
So I think we're going to need to create at least one try on Saturday or mm. on Sunday. And I do believe because it's a home fixture, if we can do something early on, I think it's the one game where the support really does come in behind. And I'd like to think that will be sufficient for us to get that win against them. Very good. Any particular matchups you think will be extremely explosive on Sunday? Well, obviously, you know, Johnny Sexton has done superbly well for us in yeah. the last couple of matches, and especially after the French game. So I think he'll be targeted. It means to see how young Henshaw evolves inside centre. He's a very exciting partnership. I think the yeah. backs will probably be under pressure a little bit to try and create something. But I think the the front rows from the battle in the scrum, even though it's a boring contest in its own way, that'll be pretty ferocious. Right, and I right. Think the, the, the rocking off that will be pretty ferocious. Yeah. And going back to your own career and and your own your own time, kind of playing for Ireland, what's the biggest difference you see from when you were playing international rugby versus today? Well, I think it's just the preparation time they yeah. now have. Back in the good old days, we used to travel up on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, meet and greet on Friday, organise something and play on a Saturday and, and disappear after that. Yeah. So, you know, the game has evolved quite quickly in the last number of years since 95. Our teams now are in camp for a couple of months and, you know, every detail is prepared for and looked after. So I think, you know, the game is probably, to some extent, depending on the rules, might not be as spectacular, but the conditioning of players and the skill levels of players is way ahead of what we would have had. Mm. We probably had a bit more fun though. Well, listen, you have a very unique resume here, international rugby player and inter-county football player, so it would be remiss of me not to ask you what was the highlight of your career. Was it a, a Munster final or was it, or is it unfair to ask you whether representing your country maybe maybe topped it? Well, I think, uh, you know, for any guy, I come from a small town called Eddie Field, so for any guy to achieve an ability to represent your country and stand for the national anthem, that's yeah. you know, a supreme uh, achievement. But... I would have started off in Gaelic football because every field is in the West Limerick, North Kerry border. So the, the first team I would have followed would actually have been the great Kerry football team of the, the, the 70s, 80s, which is right. the 10 in a row. So, you know, it was unique for me. I guess Pat Spillane was playing that day. Um, uh, what you call him? John O'Keefe was in charge of us. So we ended up playing against some of the superstars I'd ever admired when I was growing up as a uh, kid. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, they went away from us by four points in the end, but yeah. nobody would have thought we'd have got that close. And it's, and it's also a great achievement. Well, listen, Philip, you're a great sport for doing this. Uh, Mr. Milan was out here to visit me over the Christmas, and I encouraged him when he, he went back to go and answer the phone. What's that? He warned me to make sure I answered. The oh, phone. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. But I told him to take some etiquette lessons on and how to buy how to buy pints back in a round. He seems to have really forgotten how to do that. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're on the receiving end of that 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 course that hopefully he's taken at this stage. <laughs> he's hard to change, as you know. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Thanks a lot for joining joining us. I'll, I'll let you no go problem. here. Appreciate your time, and I, I'm sure I join you hoping for another great Irish victory. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Philip. Very good. That's Phil, Philip Danaher, former Irish international. Anyway, sounds like he'd be a great man to have a few pints with. Right. Well, listen, uh, no sign of Ken today, but he did ask me to play a request for his godmother, whose birthday is on uh, Tuesday. Josie is her name. And uh, here is Celtic Woman and the Isle of Inishfree. But sure a body's bound to 
precious things are dreams unto an exile. They take more the land across the sea, especially when it happens he's an exile from a dear. Across the rooftops of this great city, wondrous though it be, I scarcely feel its wonder or its laughter. I'm once again back home in Inishfree. Celtic woman and uh, they're actually coming to Hamilton and London in the month of March I believe towards the end of March so keep an eye out for that in the uh, in the calendar and that's the Isle of Inishfree it goes out to Josie uh, my good pal Ken's godmother happy birthday on Tuesday right and a message from our friends at the Galway Arms uh, located at 838 the Queensway in Etobicoke and they invite you to come and enjoy some of the finest pints in the city and they also feature some of the best Irish meals in Toronto so drop in to see Della and the Keane family or call 416-251-0096 or visit www.galwayarms.ca and the Galway Arms is as usual Toronto's home of Gaelic Games and uh, later on today at 2 o'clock, get over there. Tyrone are taking on Derry, who have yet to win in the uh, in the first division there. And then tomorrow morning kicks off at 9 o'clock, Kerry against Dublin. And that's immediately followed by Donegal against Cork. So Tyrone, Derry today at 2. And tomorrow morning, Kerry, to Dub- Kerry in Dublin and Donegal and Cork. Introducing a lager with substance from Guinness. New Guinness Black Lager. Cold brewed and fire roasted for a taste that truly stands out. Guinness Black Lager. It's a lager less ordinary. Please enjoy responsibly. 
Okay, and time for the Guinness Community Calendar of Events, the Toronto Irish Players Production Elvis's Toenail Show Dates. Uh, that finishes on March the 7th, 2015. For information, call 416 440 2888 and that's taking place at 70 Berkeley Street the Mayo Pub Night is on tonight at the Galway Arms we'd like to let the listeners know that the Mayo Association are donating the proceeds to the Mayo Roscommon Hospice so get down to the Galway Arms and support support the Mayo folks tonight um, 37th annual annual mass in honour of St. Patrick's is taking on uh, St. Patrick is taking place tomorrow March the 1st that's at 3.30pm the principal celebrant and hominist and homilist is his eminence Cardinal Collins the Archbishop of Toronto that's all taking place at St. Cecilia's Church at 161 Annette Street that's in the Keel and Dundas area for information call 416-769-8163 and we have Michael in the studio today the Toronto Irish Film Festival is taking place from March 6th to the 8th, that's at the Tiff Bell Lightbox. More details on that through our discussion. Saturday, March the 7th at 8pm, there's an open door Cayley at the Royal Canadian Legion at 3591 Dundas Street West. Tickets are $15. Call Geraldine at 416-440-0601. The County Loud Association will be hosting a St. Patrick's Day kickoff party that's taking place at the Frog and Firkin on March 7th. Um, and that's in the Young and Shepherd area, and that starts at 8pm. The Ireland Person of the Year luncheon will be held on March the 8th at the Hilton Hotel at 145 Richmond Street. All takes place at noon, immediately following the raising of the flag at City Hall at 11 o'clock by Bernie Hanrahan. And the tickets for that are $65. And one last push for tickets, folks. It's almost sold out. You better contact Anne Looney fast, 416-621-2520 or email irperson2015 at bell.net. On Tuesday, March the 10th at 6pm, the Celtic Studies Speaker Series invites you to a lecture by Professor Ivor Walsh at, uh, of University College Cork on, Oscar, on Oscar's Shadow, Wild and Modern Ireland. That's in the Madden Hall, St. Michael's College. That's at 100 St. Joseph Street. Um, all are welcome and it's free. St. Patrick's Day, the Ireland, the largest St. Patrick's Day luncheon in the world. Get Be part of that. Friday, March the 13th, and that's... Um, uh, we'll be celebrating and honouring Jim Flaherty. Call Jane Noonan for tickets, 416-367-8311. And uh, the 2015 Grand Marshal's Reception and Dance, honouring Toronto Chief of Police Bill Blair. That's taking place at Casa Loma this year, and it begins at 8pm. That's also on Friday, March 13th, with uh, Hugo Strani providing the entertainment. The Toronto GA have organised a challenge game between the All-Star team of Toronto against Neeson Gales from London. Um, and that's taking place on the 14th of March at 2.15 throw-in, and the game is being played at Monarch Park Indoor Facility. March 15th is, of course, St. Patrick's Day Parade, and also calling all of the, the uh, Tyrone friends to come and be part of the St. Patrick's Day Parade and join them afterwards at the Eagles Club at 17 Elm Street in um, uh, Toronto. Contact Patrick Canavan, 416-206-8670. And the St. Patrick's Day Mass at St. Michael's is at 10 a.m. on March 17th, and uh, the celebrant will be Cardinal Thomas Collins. The Wolf Tones are playing on St. Patrick's Day. Call Alan at 416-402-3729. That's on at 7.30pm at the Estonian House and 958 Broadview, Broadview Avenue. The Burlington Legion are having their annual St. Patrick's Day dinner on March 17th. Music by Jukebox. Dancing until 11 o'clock in the evening. 
and be part of the uh, commemorations of the 1916 Rising. There are two events on April the 4th uh, in the evening at 7.30 p.m. at the Hot House Cafe. Um, tickets are $50. Uh, call Alan at 416-402-3729. Uh, or head to the breakfast at Lorna Gale, the Brampton Irish Centre up in Brampton. Doors open there at 11 a.m. and breakfast is at 11.30. Adults $12, children $5. And uh, both events will have uh, Sinn Féin TD Sean Crow from Dublin in attendance. And Toronto Rose applications are still open. Ladies between the ages of 18 and 28 may apl- uh, are of Irish descent may apply. Um, call 519 731 2664 and that gala will be held on April 18th at the Ellis Banquet Hall $75 are the tickets there right lots going on in the city uh, right now so um, let's uh, have a little bit of music here we'll come back to Michael have a chat before we sign off for the day
But says Arthur, I wouldn't be proud of your clothes For you've only the land of them as I suppose All right, good stuff. It's Paul Brady there. Very good. All right, so um, just um, a quick revisit to uh, to Michael here. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Toronto Irish F- Film Festival now in its fifth year. Um, maybe we do a quick summary, Michael. Sure. It's going to be a busy few days. I know there's a lot to cram in. Yeah. So will we give the listeners a little bit of an overview here? Sure, it's our fifth birthday party. We're, we couldn't be more excited. Um, we have 17 Irish films, the best we could find in the last couple of years, some of which have never before seen in Canada. Uh, you'll see us on CP24 on Thursday night with Brian Gleeson. Uh, we'll have we have invites out to the Toronto, John Tory, Mayor of Toronto. Hopefully he can come out and join us. Kitty Blondell, Toronto's Rose will be there. All of our information is on torontoirishfilmfestival.com. You can call them your, and uh, get your tickets at 416-599-TIFF. We couldn't do it without our sponsors, the good folks at Aer Lingus, Tourism Ireland, Embassy of Ottawa, uh, the Ireland Fund of Canada, the Irish Chamber of Commerce, the good folks at Anshabeen, the good folks at Door Kios. It's a real... Uh, community event. We're delighted to have made it to five years. Um, the more screenings you come to, the more chances you have of winning two flights back to Ireland on us. Uh, we hope to see you all there at Tiff Bell Lightbox at 350 King Street West, the corner of King and John. TTC friendly, right in the heart of the entertainment district. It's going to be a great bash. Two parties, one on Friday night at Onshabeen, one on Saturday night at Door Kios. We hope to see everybody there and uh, celebrate the work, the fantastic work that continues to get Oscar nominated of Ireland's filmmakers. Oh, wonderful. I, uh, I saw a very short snippet of the analog people in the digital age and it absolutely <laughs> looks, looks, it looks hilarious. So it analog hilarious. people in the digital age is the day um, Ireland, RTE switched over from analog to digital signals <laughs> and they walked into a bar in Galway and introduced the uh, slightly inebriated uh, uh, bar attendees <laughs> on their thoughts on, on the new digital world. So it's a classic. <laughs> yes, they learn all kinds of wonderful new things that when we, uh, oh yeah, you just, uh, anyway, I, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners, but it's very much, it will resonate so well, I think, with um, with those uh, um, those <laughs> those Irish listeners that we have, a young and old, I might add. And uh, one quick uh, plug here, Geraldine Brown just uh, sent me a note uh, to say that, um, that the writer of Elvis Toenail will actually be in the building this Thursday night, March the 5th, to see the show live and also will be available to answer questions afterwards. And uh, she also says Elvis will make an old appearance there as well. <laughs> anyway, OK, so, folks, that's a bit of a wrap there now. Uh, thank uh, Philip Danaher for joining us um, for, um, for, for, uh, for to, to talk about the big game tomorrow. And particularly thanks to, uh, to Michael. Um, thanks for filling Ken's shoes today. Oh. You're much more entertaining and uh, better looking than him. I can tell you that. Thanks for having. And uh, me. I wish you the very best of luck. I mean, this, you're you're doing fantastic work, and uh, I, I hope that the uh, the Irish community in particular come out to support your efforts uh, this year, Michael. Oh, we're really grateful for you guys for having us back year after year, and we we just really truly appreciate the support. So thank you so much. Good stuff. And we're going to go out here with uh, with the voice of Aideen O'Brien and the parting glass, and we expect to see Aideen down at the um, the Ireland Fund of Canada luncheon there, and perhaps her sister singing an old tune or two. I don't know if they're actually going to be there or not, but here's Aideen O'Brien, Sonic Gwyf Galair, folks. Oh, all the money I had I spent it in good company And all the harm that I've done Alas, it was to And all I've done for want of wit to memory now I can't.
Superstar Tommy Tiernan blasts into Canada with his all-new 